Hi, friends. Hi. Welcome back to It's, it's Crazy You're in, in My business. business, episode 22. 22. A baker's dozen. <laughs> Becky says it now. <laughs> it's spreading. <laughs> Anyways, I'm your host, Tavi. And I'm Becky Wynn. She's also your host as well. Yeah. We're here. We're here. We're back. Back again. Another week. With the fresh hits. Oh, my goodness. And the dope beats. We don't have any beats. <laughs> oh my god, that was tragic! <laughs> wow, that was so no, bad. No, shut up! You're not about no. to come for me. No, boots and cats. And don't do that. That was so embarrassing for you. No, it wasn't. I've done worse. I would like to let you know that the best way to beatbox is this is so embarrassing well we're here ready (laughs) anything what do we want to talk about for our week what Um, happened for you you go first no but we said for oh not for we oh yeah well anything new wow i don't like how benjamin is like he's getting real like a few people check in on him and now he feels like he has a voice yeah he's like i have things to say he wanted to set up his own mic tonight out here trying to colonize our podcast so disrespectful you know give him an inch give one white man a mixed baby and all of a sudden he just feels (laughs) like he deserves a seat at the table he's basically black now okay i bought this table anyways thanks for being our engineer yeah um (laughs) let's see any Uh, happenings at least that's what we're talking about right yeah the happenings want to talk about (laughs) what do i want to talk about uh you know same old same old going on over here i missed my water aerobics class both of them last week Mm. so that was pretty sad for me and um i did stand-up comedy at a country club in napa for 120 wasted men oh how awful that had been drinking since 7 a.m and and did not know that there would be stand-up (laughs) <laughs> so this was just surprise comedy it was surprise comedy during their dining hour mm-hmm. after they had spent the previous 30 minutes chucking balls through sheets of glass um wow. because that's apparently what rich white men do at country clubs on thursday evenings yeah so and the food wasn't even that good mm-hmm. which country club food is never that good um and i only know this because i used to work at a country club not because i've ever been a member Though that would be nice. Um, the okay. only other black person there was on staff. Oh, how lovely. And he laughed at my jokes. Oh, yay. Supporting each other. So was, Black love. It was him and I. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was really bad. Um, and then I had a lot of people come up to me afterwards. A lot of men came up to me and they were like, I just want you to know that it wasn't you. And I was like, no, I know it wasn't me. <laughs> Uh, because I'm funny. <laughs> I love that they always feel the need. I'm good at this. this Just was, so you know. He was like, we've all been drinking. No, I also know that. What? What is the point of this conversation? Are you coming to give me money? Because <laughs> if you're not coming to give me additional money, your guilt does yes. little for me. Um, I don't know. Anyways, other than that. Not much. Not much. What about you? Um, You know, what? I got my nails done today lovely and they're beautiful they're beautiful the nail shape is perfection yes like, they are stunning ugh, i'm in love 
Oh my gosh, this last week. I don't know what really came up this last week. Um, we went to the movies. We went to the movies. Becky doesn't know how to act. She's really. Wow. You already know that you don't know how to act. Don't act surprised by this. Do not act surprised. We went to the movies. We saw The Forever Purge because I don't know if you, if you listened to last week's episode, we are big fans of The Purge yes. movies, franchise, whatever. That's true. We love The Purge. But we don't actually watch like a lot of regular cable television because we. Are ballers and we have streaming services. <laughs> Hate us if you want. You're not us. You don't know how to live. Um, so we don't have, we don't consume a lot of like commercial ads. So we don't know what's out, right? Unless it's like really directly marketed during the Bachelorette. <laughs> So because true. it's the only show we're really watching live a lot. Uh, but we found out about the Forever Purge. We decided to go see it. Uh, it was good. I mean, we like the Purge movies. If you like the Purge movies, it's great. It is. It's it is great. great. But there was a moment during during the movie in dead silence where <laughs> Becky decided to go. <laughs> I think it might have even been longer than that. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> it was like a it was a but double long. But she just raspberry. could not believe how corny the movie was. She's like, it was so. one spot, and I was embarrassed. Okay, right. But I did say before we went to the movies, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. Tavi and I have been doing Black Cinema Sundays mm-hmm. for. A month of Sundays now. Yeah. And actually probably over a month of Sundays. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> to be fair. We've been doing Black Sunday Sundays for a while. Do you mean thirty one Sundays? <laughs> or do you mean four Sundays? Does it matter? Four Sundays is unclear. Anyways, yeah. we've impressive. been we've been watching a lot of movies with a lot of commentary because yeah. that's part of the oh, movie yeah. it watching takes experience. Us like three and a half hours to finish a film. <laughs> Even really if that does. movie is an hour and a half, because so, we stop it, we pause, because we don't want to miss things. We're not monsters. Okay? Right. So we don't want to miss things. Shut up, Ben. And also, I need subtitles. Yeah. So there was just a lot going on. For me. But I said before we left, because we watched the first Purge. We did, before because we, we had to get in the mood. We had to get ready. Yeah. <laughs> and and by we, that, we mean the movie, the first Purge, not right. the one, the first. No, not the Purge. We watched yeah. the first Purge. Yeah. yeah. And, um... I, as we were watching that movie, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to sit in a theater and just watch the movie. I, I didn't do it quietly. I don't know. I got to work on my whispering. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> you were. That is what you said. You were like, I'm not good at whispering. And then I didn't even try to whisper, but you whispered very well. I was, but then you couldn't hear me. So then I ended up speaking regular anyway. <laughs> I was like, She's what? Like, Why? <laughs> It didn't help that our seats were further apart than they usually are because That's of where true. we chose to sat, sit, sat, chat, whatever. Language but it was fun. Stupid. It was a good experience. I got to eat a shit ton of buttered popcorn that, uh, you know, really has given me a lot of grief today. Yes. <laughs> I'll be honest. Also, since we're still talking about our week, I wanted to read an email we got this week. Um, that's addressed to us, obviously. It says, hey, Dr. Tavi and Becky and the Bingineer, I have really been wanting to email since episode one, but just didn't know what to say. But well, how y'all doing? Tavi, did you get those period panties yet? And if so, have you tried them? And how are they? Becky, how's pregnancy been so far overall? Let me guess, the walls still aren't <laughs> done being painted. Ha ha. I really Yo. don't have much to say. But that I love you too, and always look forward to hearing y'all voices in a new episode. Much love, Naya. And I hope that I'm saying that correctly. So, yes, we appreciate your email. And since that kind of has to do with like our week, yeah. what we've been doing, um, I did get my period panties, my thanks, and they are lovely, actually. Um, the only thing I will say is that as a bigger girl, they do fit tight and there is roll down. 
like for their largest size because I got their largest size of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I modified them to for me, like I know how to wear them, but like you might have to figure out what works for you. But I actually love them in terms of like absorbency and like odor blocking. I'm enjoying it. That's Absolutely. Great. And I got the boy shirts and the regular high waist. The high waist is not high if you're a big girl. Just know that. for That's what I mean when I say they don't fit. The high waist is not high. It's a regular waist. But that's me. But they contain. I mean. Yes. They, that's good. They contain. They, that's... And if you situate them, you're good to go. That's That would be my only thing is it thinks probably needs to just like. Exp- like I, they say they're t- fit on models. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know about this. You know what I mean? Getting mm-hmm. like real women to wear the things. So if you're going to go up to that size. So that's it. That was my only thing. How's your, you? Uh, well, pregnancy is still going, you know, she's in there and moves around a lot. Usually whenever I'm not uh, moving is that's her time to do all the stuff to kick me in the bladder. Um, yeah, I've been drinking a lot of Coca-Cola. Pretty sure that's not good for the baby, but it's what she likes. <laughs> and how do you know that she likes it? Because I've never craved Coca-Cola ever in my life until <laughs> I was now pregnant. You're craving it. Okay. And it's scared because like it's I don't it's not it's not scared. It's scary mm-hmm. in that I had no intention of ever giving a child Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. You um, shouldn't do that. But wow, it's so delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than no, that, I'm gonna have to pick up a Coke on the way back. It's so we have some in the fridge. You can take one for the road. Oh, I will. I will. They're do delish. That. Uh, also, <laughs> you nailed it. The house not done. Not done <laughs> being painted. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. Um, it was supposed to be done last Friday. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to. We're projected to complete this Friday. Um, and you know, at this point, I'll believe it when it's done. Do you have anything to add, (laughs) engineer? Uh, yes. The question was, let me guess the walls aren't done being painted. The walls are done being painted. It's the baseboards (laughs) and trim (laughs) that are at issue. Ben would like to clarify. Well, okay. But the walls are not completed because I'm looking at white (laughs) along the side of like all of the door jams. So. I would say that that counts as the wall That's not being true. done. All right. It's on the wall. Anyway, we also had somebody write in and say that they just wanted to say hi to the engineer so that he felt loved and appreciated. I don't. Why are we worried about the engineer? <laughs> People love him. <laughs> no, I mean, I get he it. Is, he's, he's fine. He's getting a little bit ahead of himself. Yeah, you're going to have to calm down. He's great. With the compliments and the including him. If you guys, I don't know, um, do the do you plug your social media in the show notes? Oh, if anybody wants to follow the Benjineer, you can follow him at Barley and Me Pod mm-hmm. on Instagram. Um I'll be honest, his content, he's not the best photographer. No, but he has not. chutzpah. Yeah, and he does his podcast about breweries and stuff. He's really into yeah, beer. I love it. He does a lot of great. Um, he has a beer podcast called Barley and Me, where yeah. he goes to breweries all over and interviews the brewers, and as well as a special guest, usually a comedian or artist in the community, um, in the yeah. scene in which he's in. And how many episodes do you have now of Barley and Me? 150. He has 150 wow. episodes. So I'm on a few. Yeah. Are you on one? Nope. Wow. Never been on Barley and Me. Well, Ben does hate black women. He does. I've yeah. noticed. Um, I don't want to say anything about it. <laughs> Do you have anything to add, Ben Junior? Mm-hmm. 
No. Okay. I think one time Ben told me I wasn't on the pod because I don't drink beer. Oh yeah, you which don't is like drink a beer. fair thing. To that say makes sense on his beer podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that like I'm like, can I have wine? I mean, I haven't been on an episode since I've been pregnant. Yeah, I mean, I'm so. not. You know, it's mostly something I use to just be mean to Ben about, but I don't care. I see him regularly. So then he does not, in fact, hate black women. Oh no, he does. <laughs> yeah (laughs) got it got it okay he does he's very much so racist he also has another podcast um (laughs) something oh dunk responsibly please dunk responsibly it's about basketball yeah Yeah. and that's about all the plugging that benjamin is gonna get yes you y'all yes include him say hi to ben but come on he's not that great he's fine he's just all right when you really get to know him i mean yeah And I know him pretty well. She does. Yeah. He's been inside her. (laughs) I mean, in some some ways, in some ways, he's inside me right now. (laughs) Like the Lord. Oh, yeah. If you're religious. (laughs) I don't know. This is taking a turn. We're here to give advice. (laughs) We are here to give advice. That's why why you guys tune in. That's what the people want. They don't want to hear us talk about religion. We're not religious people. We're not religious people. people. of the cloth. We don't care. But if we were philosophers, I mean, we've talked about. Yeah, we would love to be philosophers. And you guys just like bring us gifts and we bestow our wisdom. Right. We We just sit on a hill. And you're just like, here's a cloak. Mm -hmm. And Becky would be like, we love a cloak. Yeah. So like. (laughs) (laughs) And that's how it'll go. If you have a hill where you are that you would like us to come sit upon while Mm -hmm. people bring us offerings. I mean, we're open. We're ready to do that. (laughs) We're open to taking this. Exactly. This show on the road. Until then, we're answering the advice you submitted. And thank you guys for submitting questions this week. We have an abundance. We do. So if we do not get to your question this episode it will be on an upcoming episode yes we will guarantee that we do get to all of our questions at some point we do so um we just we're just gonna go for it and our first listener writes in how do you help someone close to you deal with and work through rejection my brother just ended things with a girl that he was with for five years and he recently started dating again The first girl he dated since his ex just ended things with him after a couple of weeks, and he is crushed. He didn't actually know much about this new girl and swears his depression has nothing to do with his ex. His five-year relationship should have probably ended a long time ago, but they tried to make it work. Anyways, when he does the dumping, he is always totally fine. But whenever the woman decides he isn't good enough, he totally breaks down. I've already discussed with him talking to a therapist, and I'm hoping he follows through with that. In the meantime, this sounds like a case for Becky and the Doc, which I might add blew my mind when I read it. Thank you. I think we should change our podcast to Becky We're and the Doc. We're not changing the podcast to Becky I and the Doc. I think it should be Becky and We're the Doc. We're not doing that. Well... I mean, listen to the people who are consuming our content. That was one person. Mm, Okay. (laughs) If you want us to be Becky and the Doc, let us know. Please don't. Send it in. I think that we we don't need to do that. We're not going to falsely advertise this podcast. Becky and the Doc. Unless Doc is short for something else. You don't know what it could be. What could it be? Tell me. Dr. Tavi, PhD, MD. Okay, what H-P-I-C. else could it be? What else could what know. else could Doc be short I for? I don't know. Okay, well, if you can give me another another thing that Doc would be short for, then I'm we can saying, consider I renaming the podcast. I think it's a great take. Anyways, this we smells... We have advice to answer. This smells like a case of a fragile ego. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> and I feel like there isn't, I mean, I don't know that there's like a, a specific fix for that beyond just like getting used to rejection, experiencing it more. It's like bombing, um, you know, for us as like comedians, but what are you? Ben oh wants God. everyone to know the doc also could be Department of Corrections, but I'm not ready to make that part of my moniker. You know what? I would be fine with that. No. If you want to change it <laughs> to, to Becky and the doc, we could do that. No. That's fine. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Not under those circumstances. You um, will acknowledge me as a medical professional. I won't actually. Before you die, you will. I definitely will not. You will before you die. Will you be a medical professional we before I die? I've already established that I am a medical professional. Okay. I'm trying to give advice. Okay, Serious sorry. advice sorry. from a non-professional. That's because true. Because you're not a professional. So it's good I that mean, you're giving that advice. I one. will then give the professional advice. Go ahead. Finish your advice. I think that the only way to deal with rejection is to become more comfortable with experiencing it. And the more, the only way you can become more comfortable with experiencing rejection is being more open to putting yourself out there. So I think something that he could consider would be not necessarily fixating on any one person, maybe being a little bit more casual about pursuing relationships with other people, not necessarily having an end game, right. um, but really just being open to new experiences and new things um, and definitely being in therapy. I think therapy would be like, a you know, that's a great step, but it also sounds like maybe he wasn't ready to start dating somebody um, just in general. So maybe he picks up a hobby. Right. Because it was after a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks should not break you down completely. Right. But it is. But I do. I mean, we do get rusty at ego blows when we haven't experienced like really big ones for a while. I just as and I'm looking at it more like now from just the perspective of being a stand up comic that like, you know, bombing is a big, you know, not doing well on stage is like a big blow to the ego. And I think like when it hasn't happened for a while and then it hits you, it. Right. Yeah, it can really shatter you for a minute. Um, but eventually you just kind of get used to like getting back out there and like yeah. getting up on stage again. And I think that this is, you know, similar to that in that you just have to be super open to new experiences without taking anything too personally. Yeah, I you know what? I agree with Becky. I think that the entire thing is just a hard like I don't think he was ready to start dating again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's hard when you've been with somebody for five years and in the messages that they and they tried to make it work that when you're with someone after that and it's been like three weeks and they're ready to throw in throw in the towel which is not a dynamic you're used to right you were with five years and you could argue and work through it Mm -hmm. go to bed wake up keep going so once you're out of that the time put in and you go on to the next person you realize well they don't have as much as invested so people leave Mm mm-hmm That's why it is so hard to get so many years into the game because you have to find the person that's willing to do the work with you every step of the way. And I think that that's more, I could see somebody getting very depressed by that realization, by understanding that like, oh, wow, I don't have somebody who will just like take my shit Mm -hmm. and work with me through it. I have to actually build that again with someone and first of all, no one should be taking your shit. But, you know, that's like, it's just the way I'm saying it. Is that like nobody's going to sit there and like really fight for something at three weeks? Yeah, they're not. There's, I mean, you didn't say three. You said a couple of weeks, but I'm just. You know. Yeah, but like there, there's no incentive for them to like 
get to know you in spite of yeah. what they see not working. Right. They're leaving at the first sign of trouble. Right. Because th- that's just what self-preservation, happens. protecting right. their peace. Good for them. And so I would think that like it's probably I mean, obviously, rejection is really hard to take. Like you said, when you're out of practice, it's bad, especially when you haven't really been rejected recently. Like that's the whole thing. Um, but. I think overall, like hammering it into him that this is you're going to have to be putting your best foot forward when you meet people Mm -hmm. and being honest about who you are and like letting people know that if you want another serious, long term monogamous relationship, make it known to people that that's what you're looking for. And then you'll attract people who are committed to making things work. Because if you're just meeting up with people you met and they're like want to just hang out and fuck. Yeah, they leave. Yeah. You had an argument. They don't like something about you. They leave. If you're looking for somebody to be long-term, then just look for that. So I would say, yeah, tell your, who is your brother that um, to choose better, to be honest and upfront about wanting something long-term and being very serious about pursuing relationships. If they're going to keep doing this, I would suggest taking more of a break, relearning yourself. Mm -hmm. It's been five years. Who are you? And also, why did your five-year relationship end? You're saying they should have ended long ago. They were trying to make it work. But what was really the ultimate thing? Right. Because, I mean, yeah, not everyone's going to like you, but also, like, what was the thing they didn't like about you? Is it something that you can change or is it just who you are? Mm-hmm. Work on yourself. And vice versa. What was it that you didn't like about your partner? What is it that you yeah. are, you know, looking forward to in the future? But you're not special by being like, oh, I'm okay rejecting people, but I'm not okay taking rejection. That's everyone. Yeah, that's literally all Li- of us. I, it's Every single time. Mm-hmm. If I'm like, yes, I'll leave. We were just talking about that tonight. Some people don't want to be invited somewhere. They don't want to go, but they don't like not being invited. Yeah. It's the same dynamic. Everyone wants to choose. No one likes to be the one who's nagged or put off or, you know. It yeah, that just sucks. We hope that helped. Let us know. Like we said, we always love a follow-up. Yeah. We are those people. Um, I have another question from a listener. And it's a longie. A longie? (laughs) A longie. Okay. You have talked a lot about friendships, but what do you do when you also work with that person? I have a friend that is sensitive and easily offended. As a result, I've never been able to fully be myself with them. I always feel like I'm walking on eggshells and have my guard up a lot. I'm not good at it, but I recently set a clear boundary, which they chose to ignore. The resulting conversation did not go well. When we tried to work it out, the talk ended with them justifying why they crossed that boundary. I have chosen to let go of that friendship. The problem? We worked together. We had two projects planned, one short-term, one long-term. I chose to give up the short-term one, and now I'm thinking about cutting the long-term project short. However, they are coming back wanting to hang out more and wanting to pick up that short-term project again. So far, I've just avoided it because I don't want to deal with setting them off, but also because they tend to vent to friends, and basically everyone they associate with is a friend. While I'm not one to care what people think of me, the community we live and work in is fairly small and we have mutual associates. Any suggestions on how to do this delicately or should I just suck it up and live with being the bad guy in this community? Sorry it's so long. I left out details to condense it as much as possible. Oh, I wanted all the details. We love details. Um, This is tricky. I feel... I mean, my gut is telling me that you have already established what your boundary is. And I think just reiterating that from a professional standpoint is your best bet to protect your own peace um, in regards to these projects that you have together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you I 
I almost wonder if, well, no, I don't think picking up the short-term project is a good idea, but I feel like maybe having a sit down and having a conversation about whatever this long-term project is and expressing, you know, what your concerns are um, or what your expectations are or, you know, what they can expect of you while moving forward with this project would be a really good place to start in regards to like moving forward, at least professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but in doing that, like you will really have to establish a boundary of, I want to work on this project. I want to make sure that we can, you know, complete this as efficiently and effectively as possible. Mm-hmm. That said, um, I would really like to keep our interactions focused solely on that at this time right um because they've already chosen to end the friendship yeah Yeah, exactly chosen to let go of the friendship friendship's done so yeah and i think that just like as long as you're handling it professionally there's only so much that they'll even have to say to your mutual friends your mutual associates about how it's going yeah if you are you know keeping like a paper trail of everything that you're doing and you're making sure Mm -hmm. that you are you know, interested and, and you're interacting and you're very much like a par- active in this project, then mm-hmm. I don't see there being a lot of blowback. Yeah. Um, that would last for very long considering that this is more of a long-term project. Yeah. I think a lot of it will sort of dissipate. People also just get tired of being the sounding board for someone that's bitching yeah. about work mm-hmm. or their friends. Absolutely. Um, and if, if you're not giving a lot for them to bitch about, then it'll, it'll die off pretty quickly. Yeah, I also want to know, well, not necessarily need to know, but if you want to do a follow-up, we love that. Um, is this something that you guys can, like, transition to primarily text-based communication, emails, messages, whatever the case may be? Mm-hmm. Because that will also, like, is a very clear boundary of, like, this person isn't calling my phone whenever they want. Yeah. Not direct access to me. We're not necessarily meeting up for everything. Like, if you can just – any distance you can put between yourself is also helpful. Maybe even just start telling them, hey, if we need to meet up, can it be a Zoom meeting? Right. Can we do this over the computer? Can you just shoot me an email and I'll reply to your email? This is also great for you because if you're concerned about how you'll look in the community, everything being written also, like, frees you. Right. Because now you're There's making no sure room. that you're communicating professionally, mm-hmm. communicating with them, and everything else they want is extra. Yeah. Because a lot of times we are doing extra when we're friends. Like, me and Becky hang out because we enjoy each other's company. Right. And I get here hours before we do the podcast. Yes. So, but that's because if we were just doing the well, first of all, we probably wouldn't do the podcast if I didn't like her. But... <laughs> If there was something we were like contractually obligated to do, we wouldn't do anything else outside of that. It wouldn't need to be that. Like I would just put up a boundary. She, I'm sure she would too. Um, and say like, this is the time we're spending together on this. Either it's scheduled time or we're texting back and forth as far as like, you know, sending emails. Do that. Yeah. Make it very clear that this isn't something. If they call, don't answer it. Text them back. Hey, can you email me whatever you need? And set an agenda. Yeah. That is very strictly like, these are the times where I'm available for contact. This is when I won't be available. Right. This is when I'll, you know, when I will respond if right. you contact me outside of these times. Um, and it's no one's business what your thing is. So don't get mad if they're like, well, what are you doing? It's none of your business. Yeah. I'm busy. Even if you have to lie, you're busy. Mm-hmm. It's You don't owe that to anyone as long as you're doing your share of the project that you're still invested in. Right. You know what I mean? For me... I'm going to say, if I, like, for me, honest, I would have dropped everything. I'd have dropped every project and left because I don't put up with things I don't that just don't serve me like that. I don't like the headache. 
But if this is something you have to do, because I know you said you were thinking about cutting the project short. If it's something that is really going to benefit you, don't lose out on that opportunity. Don't lose out on like doing work that's going to be there for you. But weigh it. If it's not beneficial, if it's more of a headache than it will be in like payoff, maybe do cut it short. Yeah. Just to save yourself. But that's something only you know how much it's worth to you. Right. So I hope that helped. Um, Because I know you said on how to do this delicately. I don't really think this is something you do delicately. If I think you have to do it very directly. Yeah, because you're saying this person has violated your boundaries Mm -hmm. multiple times. You don't do delicate with people like that. And if it does come down to, I think we should also touch on the fact that like, because they have violated their boundaries, if you do, you know, try to sit down or have send an email or whatever it is to sort Mm -hmm. of establish a boundary professionally, and then they violate that as well, then Mm -hmm. that is your surefire sign that like, okay, this is, let's cut this short. This isn't going to work either. Will never work. And I don't know why that would make you the bad guy in the community. Like I said, that's why we put it in writing. Right. If they want to say something, you'd be like, I have emails here where I was willing to do the work. These were my only stipulations and it shouldn't be an issue. Right. Unless they're trying to infringe upon my time and, you know, cross boundaries. I don't want cross. Yeah. That's it. And anybody that values you as a colleague or as, you know, a friend yeah. in, you know, regards to your mutual relationships uh, will respect what you chose yeah. to do. They'll respect your boundaries because there's somebody that, you know, loves and cares about you if they're your friend or respects you and values you as your colleague. Um, and anybody that doesn't isn't really your concern. But I also would like to add for anybody else listening, working with friends is difficult. Um, Pick the right people. Yeah. Do not just think just because you guys enjoy each other that you should be doing things together. Right. Because it takes a lot more. Somebody's got to pick up slack. when Because, I mean, again, this depends on who your friends are. But there are times where people want to give up. People don't want to do their part. People need motivation. When you're working with somebody as a partner, you have to be able to be like, I can motivate you one day. And you can motivate me one day. Mm-hmm. Or we can be here for each other. You're collaborating. So collaborate. Like, do that. And it. I don't usually suggest working with friends unless you have really solid people with similar work ethic and you have a good line of communication between you. Mm-hmm. This whole overly sensitive and you've never been able to fully be yourself with them. You shouldn't have, st- you shouldn't have started a project. Yeah. If you can't be you, if you can't communicate, if they're sensitive to the point where you were afraid of setting them off. Come on. Pit, we need to pick our partners better as far as like, yeah. Because there's too many people who are like, oh, I want to work. And I've done it. I've fallen into a trap. That's the only reason why I'm saying it. I've had people who are like, oh, I want to write together. I want to do all these things. And it's like you get there. They bring almost nothing to the table or it falls apart or it's frustrating to deal with. Don't do not do it. Find somebody who matches your vibes. Anything else, Becky, on the topic? No, I think that about I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah. Sorry, not everybody can be us. We just have a great working relationship. We do. <laughs> Why right. Tavi bullies me? Oh my god, I don't. Someone oh. said that to her though. <laughs> and if you're listening to the podcast, I know who it was. <laughs> uh, I'm just glad that other say, people see. I'm the bully. I am not the bully. Well. If y'all know, I believe our true listeners of the pod actually do understand. Should that we put it to a vote? Me? You me. think I'm the bully? You bully me. I feel like that's not accurate. I get scared every time I come here. <laughs> then why do you come here? Because 
you know I'm broken. <laughs> Abuse is my love language. You have actively <laughs> disparaged me on social media on multiple platforms. Yeah, because abuse is my love language. <laughs> it works both ways. No, it doesn't work Giving, both ways. Receiving. That's not that's not how that works at all. Okay. Telling me how I love. Wow. Are you ready for our last You question? called me racist. I called Ben racist too. Okay, but <laughs> Ben's not a black woman. This is a home that you hate. have a podcast with. Hmm? Ben's not a black woman that you share a podcast with and a friendship. Yeah. Well, I mean, me and Ben have a friendship. I'm not a podcast. We were friends first, actually. Who are you? I mean, I can leave. Yeah, you should. Right. We don't like you here. My kind. <laughs> yeah, the Negroes. <laughs> Get out. No. Why are you doing this to me? We have one question. I would like to get to it, Rebecca. Yeah. Well, okay. You know, bullies well, always get their way. I don't like you very much. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. Okay. All right. I'm listening. This listener writes, Antisocial husband. I've been married to my husband for a little over four years now, together over nine. When we first met, he was always telling me how he loves how my family does a lot together and mentioned liking outings and adventures. What I noticed, though, is he's built on lies. <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop it. That's funny. Because now he's always complaining that my fam has too many events. When I mention traveling with my friends or even just us alone, he brings up how much it's going to cost. Mine you we are far from rich but we we definitely can afford our bills and to play a little or even weddings he's okay with me going solo with my friends while he stays home he also likes being a homebody he says our friends are different and his family isn't close so he's not used to being around a lot of people all the time but i try to hang out with his friends when they hang out and even pretend to be having a blast when i'm not he can't even pretend for me and I love the hell out of him and he treats me amazing. But how do I get him to understand I want him to try? I'm tired of going to events solo and constantly bringing up excuses to my family while he's not attending the get together. First of all, that's hilarious because he is built online. <laughs> all men are built online. They are. Um, I really think that this boils down to really sitting down and having a conversation about how it makes you feel yeah. when he is not accompanying you, accompanying yeah. you to certain events and trying to find some s compromise um, where, you know, he's willing to commit to going to every three events or whatever it is that works for you that doesn't drain his social battery, yeah. but also just like allows you to be out and together right. um, and join an event. Because I think that it's very easy, especially after the pandemic, to fall into, yeah. um, you know, isolated, is isolating behavior, introverted behavior. You know, we got very comfortable being in our homes, being with our things. Absolutely. Um, not spending time interacting with other people. And so it is a little bit hard to, like, get back out there and be going to family events where there's a lot of people. You have to readjust. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting. Um, so maybe finding some type of common ground, like, oh, you know, I want to go to my family's house for dinner. It's only going to be this many people. Do you think that's something that we can do? Uh, maybe, you know, meeting him halfway, letting him know well in advance, like three weeks from now, this is happening. And it would mm -hmm. really mean a lot to me if you could be there because I like to be with you and my family together. Right. Like really express how it makes you feel. Yes. Um, because he cares about how you feel. Mm -hmm. He loves you. He's your partner. So if he knows 
how you're feeling about it, then he might be a little bit more empathetic mm-hmm. because right now it just kind of sounds like, yeah, it's very easy for him to be like, yeah, I just don't want to do that. Um, right. And not really give a lot of consideration to what that looks or feels like on the other end. Yeah. And I want to know, like, does he know that it's bothering you? Cause like she was saying, it sounds like he's just thinking you're okay. Cause you're, you seem like, cause you've been doing it to go out. You're adventurous. And he's yeah. probably just like, yeah, she loves it. Go ahead. I'm not going to hold you back. Like, so you may be able, you know, I feel like these, this is hard. You guys are married, though. So here's the hope, because I've had a relationship that ended because of this very thing. I was the introverted party staying home. Um, I'm not really introverted. I just have social anxiety. I don't like going out like if I don't have to. Um, but it can be draining. And I think a big part of that is asking him what you can do to make him more comfortable. Because events like that, if it is somebody who is just like not a social person, Mm -hmm. he may feel useless in these situations. I know a lot of times when I'm dragged places and I have to go and I'm just sitting and I'm not talking to anyone. I'm just a body in a room. I'm like, why didn't I just stay home? Right. Like, you didn't need me here for this. And so if you're bringing him to be a prop, I could see how he could feel like, no, you just go because I never do anything. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at talking. So I would think like making sure that, you know, you have the conversation with him, express your feelings and then ask him what his feelings are, like how he would feel more comfortable or included at these events is it that like maybe you're not bringing him into enough conversations introducing him to enough people i mm-hmm. mean obviously with your family you guys have been married so i'm sure he knows them but maybe just making sure that like there are topics that you can bring up that he's included in right if we're having inside jokes people are always going to feel left out and, you know so kind of finding a way to circle back in and that's just like upping your conversationalist skills and making sure everyone's included yeah when we're speaking when we're joking around when we're playing games um yeah Setting up activities is usually like a good thing to sort of like stimulate conversation. Like if it's a barbecue being like, okay, I'm going to have you with my dad and my uncles doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, can you prep this or whatever? So there's also just like a task that's associated with like being useful instead of, oh, just like sit on the couch and watch TV and wait until we're all together. And I've also found a good way to start in on this is having an event at your house first. Mm, mm-hmm. Do that. Host an event, a little dinner party, a little game night. Doesn't have to be anything crazy. Whatever family you have, maybe a couple friends, whatever suits. Have them over first. Get him comfortable with social interaction in your own home. Yeah. Once he's as comfortable with these people as he is with you, it won't feel so bad going on a trip with these same people. You know, mm-hmm. so if you have a group and you're like, oh, I want to go on a vacation with these people. I love their they're our favorite couple friends. Invite them over more. Yeah. It makes it more compelling when he when the person enjoys the people in those social settings. Right. So and finding like um, finding if it's like a vacation type of situation, definitely making sure to find things that just you do or just he does. Yeah. Like if it's you know, if you are going on a vacation somewhere for like a week, making sure that like for all the family events. Things that you're doing together, activities, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. that there's something you can either do together or time that he can have by himself to like decompress, be in his own space. Yeah. Lay by the beach alone. Because I know that whatever. with me with social anxiety, I like a room to myself. Yeah. 
I like space, or at least a time. I will always, if you have ever been, if anyone listening has ever been, because I know a couple of friends I've had I've gone on trips with, if y'all know me, there will be a point at no matter when, if we're going out of town for several days, there will be a point where you cannot find me because I'm somewhere, whether it be Mm -hmm. in the car, avoiding talking to somebody, just sitting for my own piece of like 30 minutes, or in the bathroom, just hold up. You like, I will do anything to get a moment where there are not people around me. Yeah. Because I, I have social that. anxiety and I was an only child. I can't, like, for days on end with the same person, I have to have a moment. And that's so. normal. Yeah. But some people don't. Some people like to be with people every second. Yeah. I've gotten complaints from people I've gone on trips. Where did you go? I don't know. I'm a Away. grown woman. I went, I went wherever I wanted. Yeah. But you're a wanderer. I am a wanderer. So, like, <laughs> we don't have that <laughs> issue because we can I know. be missing you two I'll days. just roam. <laughs> Like, oh, you weren't here the whole time? We both think each other's in the hotel room. No one's there. (laughs) Came back cool. So Yeah, I'm not the friend to travel with if you want me to notice that you've gone missing because it will take too long. I'll be like, they'll turn up. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's an adult. I did. (laughs) You have a phone. If I need to reach you, I'll call. (laughs) So, yeah, we're not it. We'll get you kidnapped. Right. Um, but yeah, that's but anyways, how I feel. <laughs> your husband. <laughs> if he doesn't want to be around people, let make sure you make time for him to have his own space. Yeah. And ease him into it. And also, like I said, just ask his perspective. What is it about these social situations that you don't want to go do? Mm-hmm. Most people have a reason. I don't feel comfortable. I don't like that's my my main thing is if I don't know anybody, I'm not going. Right. Why would I do that? Makes no sense. So and people are like, but you have to get to know people. Then that's why you invite them over to the house first. Mm-hmm. I'll meet them and then I'll go. Boom. Yeah. It works. Perfect. Well, I think that about sums it up. That covers it. Those were the questions this week. Like we said, if your question didn't get answered, tune into an upcoming episode. I liked these questions. By these the were way. really good I really questions. Liked these ones a lot. Um yeah, we love a quality question in depth. We I know do. I said they were longies, but we love the longies. We don't call them longies, only talking. I love does. the length. <laughs> I also love the girth. Uh, you like girthy questions? Mm. Okay. Well, thank Fills you. Fills me right up. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> we have to go to the Bachelorette recap now. Okay. Well, before we do that, <laughs> um, for all of our listeners that don't listen to the Bachelorette recap, Tavi, where can people find you? Ten toes on the pavement. Oh, she remembers. Hanging, banging, slanging. That thing do be thinking. <laughs> They team murder in these streets on these hoes, but also Tavi Talks Trash on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Becky, where you at? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Oh That's Becky. Uh, you can check out my stand up at Oh That's Becky.com. And if you have a question about literally anything, uh, we're here to give you the best mm-hmm. advice that we can. And you can submit that question various ways you can email us at it's crazier in my business at gmail.com absolutely you can click the link tree in tavi's bio on instagram or the link tree in my bio on she's instagram got a link tree now i've Let got me a see. link I'm tree now y'all and um, it's just planning on making one before the podcast ends. no i actually do have a link tree i want to see it before so i can <laughs> confirm to our listeners because okay. you know she's also made of lies <laughs> that's not true did you even take your prenatals today? yes i took my prenatals today when you called me and you asked me to take them that mm. is when i took them like i usually do when you call How me and ask suspicious. me to take them 
That's how I knew nothing. <gasps> she does me. have a link tree. I do have a link tree. And it's functional. Upcoming shows, the submission form, the podcast web. She's here. I am. There, there are branches on the link tree. I really did some things she this weekend, it. you guys. Good for her. So, yeah, you can also check out upcoming dates. How's the registry coming along? Uh, you know, <laughs> a bully, just like I said. Yeah. I'm trying my best with the energy that I have. It's small bursts. Mm-hmm. But my registry, I made it. I just haven't added anything to it yet. Yeah, that's the, yeah. But I, you know, made a baby list. There's a login. Yeah. You made a baby too. Yeah. She's cooking. Scorpio. Oh, well, next so episode <laughs> we'll discuss. We got some questions about that, but go ahead. Um, you can also submit your question in the show notes of this and every episode because we want to make it easy for you to access us. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. And stay tuned for our Bachelor Recap if you want. Which is? Now, Bachelorette Recap. Wow, that was lovely. Yeah. I love it every week. It's something new. Yeah. Very fresh. Exciting. So, this episode. Crazy episode. We got to start. We always want to do this. We always want to jump to the meat. We got to start at the beginning. Okay. What happened? We had a one-on-one date, didn't we? That's how it always starts. No, it's not how it always starts. Kind of does. But this one... Look, I'm going to be honest. Tavi and I were talking a lot oh tonight. Oh my gosh, we really were. But, <laughs> but we saw the we saw somebody went on a fucking date. I think there were two. There were two dates, but one was at the end. Greg, the episode started. Yes, Greg Greg's went on date. the first Greg date. Greg had a one-on-one date. Okay. And they did some stuff and then made out in the rain. <laughs> oh my god, you skipped so much. What do you remember? Oh my gosh, shut up. Okay, hold on. Her and Greg went to um hmm? they were walking she jumped up on him and hugged him they were outside they were outside <laughs> and then at some point they were inside and they had like a really beautiful moment together. <laughs> i saw them get close and he's like this has been a great day and then they kissed a lot and made out and he yeah and then Later, they went to dinner. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I should make this out. I don't know much more than Becky. They had a wow. date. It was a date. It was beautiful, whatever, because we were talking at the beginning. She had things to tell me. I had things to tell her. It was whatever, even though I've been here. We, you know what's funny? You were here yesterday. We didn't talk nearly as much during Wheel of Fortune. No, because we were so serious about Wheel of Fortune and, and Jeopardy. Jeopardy. <laughs> but the Bachelorette comes on, which we actually have to talk about for the podcast. And we're just like, no, no, no. Okay. Well, I remember a lot of the commercials. I remember more about fucking Wheel of Fortune at this point. If you want, you know talk what about commercial it. we did not Colette see. Colette won. Huh? Oh what? yeah, Colette did win. Yeah, on Wheel of Fortune. She's she a customer service rep mm-hmm. for a major gas station and, and convenience, convenience store. store. <laughs> see, this is a problem. No one else cares about this. You didn't watch Wheel of Fortune, so you guys have no idea what we're talking about. But we didn't see the commercial for the medication about the woman with the bulging eyes. This is the first week we haven't seen is it. Is this pre- is that Prevagen? I think it's Prevagen, yeah. With the, all the sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're not doing commercials. We're not I'm really sponsored. sorry, you guys, but you know. Anyways, the beginning, she went on a one-on-one date with Greg. It was beautiful. They had dinner. He got a rose. They kissed cute. in the rain. Okay? They made it rain. They made it rain. It wasn't even they like They put really like rain. fire hoses in it the air. It was definitely not organic rain. No, it was so aggressive. Like It was sheets. <laughs> 
Like, it was really a system of sprinklers that they yeah. had set up. So they kissed in the rain. I never understand the kissing in the rain thing because I don't like being wet and doing anything with my face, but whatever. Um, they did that and it was beautiful. We know Greg's a front runner. This we've known. Yes, since the beginning. Right. Yeah. Um, they had a group date, which was um, an art date. It was an art date with Andrew, Justin, Mike, Michael, who's the widower, mm-hmm. and who else? Because Mike P got the second solo date. So who's the other person? Wait, Justin, um, Justin, Andrew, uh, Blake, Mike, and Blake, Blake. Yes, okay. I'm sorry, I forget about Blake. I tried to. They did. They were supposed <laughs> to be painting flowers. Somehow it turned into like buttholes, vaginas. Um, yeah, it was real vulgar. Yeah, because men don't know how to act. Okay. Um, they did the Andrews they did the was pretty good. Andrews was good. Justin had like a really nice flower. Come to find out, fools a whole artiste. Right. Which I mean, because um, later in the evening at their little mixer, he painted her an actual portrait of like a butterfly and some roses, and that was really sweet and nice. Um, it looked great. It looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, then she had a solo date. After the group date with like the next day with uh, Mike P. The virgin. The virgin who we don't see a lot of. Um, so it was weird that they were having like the solo day. But he they wore did, his like, finest linens. Yeah, I think that was required because they were doing a lot of like stretching and breathing together. Like Becky's always trying to get me to do. I tried. <sighs> it's awful. But- I actually tried to make Tavi breathe with me yesterday on accident, and then she just <laughs> held her breath. And it was hella disrespectful. I started almost trying to hyperventilate because I was trying to catch the offbeat of her breath. I didn't want to breathe in unison. Um, but she ended up uh, letting Mike P go. She did, Because yeah. she knew that it wasn't in the cards for them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, something that was going to happen. She also let... Um, and... There was the racist oh, forehead. That yes. guy. What's I'm his sorry, name? I don't know his name. We call him racist forehead because his forehead looks racist. It does. He looks like a police officer. I'm fairly certain that he's wearing a hairpiece. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Nobody believes me. He's a white man. He hasn't gotten much screen time. That's why we still don't know his name. It's true. Um, He went and like went to Katie's room basically because he hadn't gotten an individual date. Mm-hmm. And wanted to be like, what's up? Like, we don't get a lot of time together. And I want to make sure we're still getting time. And she basically, like, told him she has stronger connections in the house. And let him go that way. Which I just, I feel like is disrespectful. Like, she should have kept Aaron and let him go. Right. Like, why was he here for so long? Right. He got no screen time. Like, there was no point to him being there. But we could have had Aaron for another episode. Mm -hmm. And that, I deserved. We all deserved. He's good to look at. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so it ended up Race's forehead, Mike P, both were out before the rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. She had handed out a ro- two roses because on the group date, uh, Michael the widower got the rose yes. from the group outing, and Greg had gotten his rose earlier. So there were only two roses left and three men mm-hmm. who had not been let go. And those three men were Justin, Andrew, and Blake. And um, she ended up giving the two roses to Blake. And Justin, which was surprising to me. I mean, it I wasn't surprising was to me after seeing Justin in that mustard sports coat. Justin in his mustard sports He should have. He waited to right to the right time. He really did. Because he turned heads he with that coat. He looked so good. Really good on him. 
It was good. The color was And he was wearing great pants. Like, he just had a whole look yeah. that I was there for. It was really put together just yeah. for the show now. Um, I still thought she had a better connection with Andrew is what I thought. Mm-hmm. But she ended up choosing Justin. I can't blame her because the coat was banging. Um, and he and, the painting and the painting he, he made painted. her yes. painting for like they had like a like yeah. a cocktail hour well i talked about the painting and it was beautiful oh but we kind of glazed over it okay because, yeah you're right but yeah he had the painting it was beautiful um and she ended up letting andrew go which was really emotional she was crying he was crying obviously he really cared about her and that's crazy to me like this whole show like sends me for a loop Cause some people were because he seemed really, goofy, but he but yeah, but were, he was like really invested in her, and that was like mm-hmm. a beautiful thing, and it was really sad to see him go, and then he came back. He did. He came back because he didn't want to close things on a sour note, which I thought was sweet, very sweet. They talked a little bit, um, hugged, and then he gave her a letter, mm-hmm. told her not to read it till he was gone. She read it as soon as she closed the door because mm-hmm. that's what girls do. Mm-hmm. Do not give me some. First of all, you're lucky if I don't open it right now mm-hmm. in front of your face. It's because true. don't don't do this. I just want to read it. So she opens it up and it says, "Um, if you change your mind, I'll be waiting." Yeah, with a smiley face. Yeah. And she got very overwhelmed and like chased him down, Andrew. ran down the stairs. Andrew leaps into Flew his, in arms. his arms. Katie loves jumping into a man's arms. We That's see it a know. lot. She's like a little she kangaroo. Will jump on everybody and cling to them. Um, like she just learned that she's not heavy, so she does it. Um, but yeah, she she jumped into his arms. They had a beautiful moment. And she told him that she that he could stay. That it was his choice mm-hmm. um, if he wanted to stay or go. Um, after reading that, she was overcome, and he decided to still say no. Mm-hmm. Mind you, this is a week before hometown, so I understand him saying no, because why would I have you meet my family when you literally just eliminated me, and you're probably going to eliminate me again? Right. Because she already did it once. Like, it's, I think at a certain point, it's just a little bit, like, a protection for you. Now you're getting to leave on your own terms by saying no to her. Right. It doesn't look as bad. And honestly, if the show ends and she wants to pick him, that's one thing, you know? But yeah. like inviting somebody to be back in a competition for your heart. Eh. After, yeah, you already told them that you didn't want them. Yeah. It's just, it's If anything, form. like if you really were that invested, you would just leave with him. Right. And you're not. So we'll see how things play out. I'm rooting for them in the end. I honestly, because it was really cute. I kind of think that whoever she picks is going to, it's going to fuck up. It's not going to work. And hopefully her and Andrew will get, take a shot, you know? Do I think that she's going to, who do you think that she's going to pick? I truly believe that Greg has this in the bag. I believe that Greg has this in the bag and that Blake's going to be runner up and they're going to make Blake the bachelor. I know you say he's not handsome enough, but they keep bringing him back. The bachelor people love him. The producers love him. They do. He's here, and I think that it'll be just enough of a story that they'll be able to sell it, even though he's not. They'll be like, well, so many girls want him to find love since he hasn't found it through all of these different women. Because what is it? He's been through three bachelorettes, and for what? Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) And he never gets picked, so it'll be like, there's obviously people who like Blake, and they'll find enough girls who want to come on the show. Done. He's the next bachelor. Uh, But Greg has it in the bag. Greg is winning this. He from night one, from night one. When they yeah. kissed night one, it was she likes You're Greg. Right. You're right. Mm-hmm. And he said, "This is it's not gold. It's pasta." <laughs> <laughs> I'll never get over oh, it. That was it. That it was, was a so great cute. line. It was great. I would have loved him then too. 
Um, who do you think is going to win? Uh, I think it's going to be Blake. And then I think it's not going to work out. Wow. You think Blake's going to win? I do. That's crazy. It's definitely not going to be Justin. It's not Sorry, Justin. Justin. And as much as I would love for it to be Michael, it can't be. I hate Katie for keeping Michael f- till hometowns. You're going to go meet this widower's children. You know you're not picking him. How it's just dare gonna be you? So emotional. It's going to be so emotional because like we're going to be crying. His, we're going to be crying. His family is going to love her, mm-hmm. and they're going to be like, "Oh, we're just so protective of his heart." But like we know that he's ready to find love, and he just seems so happy. And it's going to be really heartbreaking. And he's not going to want to leave. Because he's going to see his son. He's mm-hmm. not going to want to leave his son and have to come back. I really it's hope that's be so the story. Tragic. I hope that instead of eliminating him, Michael excuses himself. That's the only way that this ends with it not being like devastating to me and about Katie and how she strung this man along. He has to yeah. go home and realize that his kids need him and tell her to continue the journey without him. You know what? Yeah. That's the only way that yeah. it would save my heart. Yeah. Like his mother, I guess, whoever's watching the kids is like, Michael, the kids really miss you. They need you. you. Yeah. We need you here. His kid's going to say something sweet on camera. It's going to, it's going to melt the hearts of America. They did this on purpose and I'm mad about it. They did, you know, because they did sneak in that scene where he Mm -hmm. was like drinking his, well, he wasn't even drinking his mimosa. It was just on the table and he was FaceTiming with his son. Yeah. They're setting us up for the whole thing. For tears. This is what they do for the ratings. God. Disgusting. We're, we're being produced. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> that was the episode. I think that wraps it up for us. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week. Yep. Bye. Bye.